You're on EducateForLife.com radio with Kevin Conover. And if you listen long enough, your faith will become... I'm tired of being conned. Don't worry, the con is over, see? We're now at DEFCON 1. Did you say carnivore or carnivore? Would you like to have a conversation with Kevin? Then call 800-243-9719. And now, here's your host, Kevin Conover. Bring your time and bring your shame. Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website is join.educateforlife.org. It's 40 online classes defending the truth of the Bible. Please check it out when you get a chance. And uh, right now, I have on my show... Uh, NFL coach Mike Shepard, as well as Mark Salazar, director of FCA. We're going to talk about coaching today and uh, how does coaching, uh, how does it relate to our lives spiritually? Uh, let me tell you a little bit about Mike Shepard before I uh, have him share his testimony and, and all, his, uh, all he has to share about coaching. In 1983, Mike Shepard, uh, as the offensive coordinator at Kansas, he helped guide quarterback Frank how do you say his last name? Sire. Sire. Frank Sire to 2,789 yards and 14 touchdowns. The team scored over 30 points in five games despite finishing the season at 4-6-1, including a 26-20 win over number 10 USC. For all the you USC fans, right? Uh, don't hate Mike because of this. Uh, 37-27 win over number 19 Missouri. From 1984 to 1987, he served as the head football coach at Long Beach State. He compiled a 16-18 record through three seasons. In 1984 to 1985, he compiled back-to-back non-losing seasons, 6-6 and 6-5 respectively. From 1987 to 1991, he took the head coaching job at the University of New Mexico. As an offensive coordinator for one season at California in 1992, he helped guide QB Dave Barr to a season where he threw for 2,343 yards and 19 touchdowns. Running back Russell White ran for 1,069 yards and 9 touchdowns. He also guided wide receiver Sean Dawkins to 65 catches for 1,070 yards and 14 touchdowns. And uh, just an incredible record, a testimony, and life. He was also the offensive coordinator of the San Diego Chargers in 1997 and 1998. Now, that could be a bad thing uh, considering uh, the Chargers. And Mike, I just wanted to ask you, do you feel guilty about being a coach for the San Diego Chargers since they're traitors to San Diego? No, I don't feel, <laughs> I don't feel guilty about that. I look at it in, in retrospect, and it yeah. was a great time to be down here. And, That's fantastic. And, uh, yeah, you know, I love that. Growing up in Southern California, you always hope that you can coach with one of the the the, the pro teams. Absolutely. So Talk was, about a dream come true, huh? Yeah, it was awesome. So you grew up here in San Diego? Actually, in Southern California. I grew up in Burbank. Okay. Yeah. Went okay. to school, uh, high school there, and then went to California Lutheran uh, College at that time, university. Now, yeah. And uh, had a chance to play football and baseball, kind of going through there, and uh, graduated. You want me to keep going? Kind of graduated. Yeah, yeah. Graduated there, then I went to uh, play a year of minor league baseball. Okay. And Now, Mike, quick question. Let me interrupt sure. you. So did you grow up in a Christian family? Did you, uh, were you a Christian at this point in your life? Yeah, I was, but you know, we, I have an uncle who's a Baptist minister. Okay. If you have an uncle who's a Baptist (laughs) minister, you're going to hear about it. That's right. At a young age. So at 10 years old, uh, he took me out one time and, and, uh, I kind of knew, you know, you're at that point in your life where 
I was less young, obviously, but but knew where I was comfortable. I felt like I had been, I had a single mom for a parent, and so her brother, my uncle, was uh, was in the church, and, and and he he took me out one time and said, "Look, uh, here's here's what you need to do." Yeah, and I knew it was right, knew it felt right that I needed to ask Christ into my life as uh, as my savior, and uh, start living my life for Him. And That's so, fantastic. Yeah, at a young age, I was lucky enough. I we have so many testimonies. I know working for FCA now, so many testimonies of, of guys that have had to go through all the the tough stuff. You know, the drugs, the uh, all the all the issues that, yeah. that that we all have to make decisions on. And I didn't have to do that. You know, I was lucky enough that uh, my mom and and my uncle directed me in the right way. That's awesome. Now, did yeah. you have coaches that were uh, influential in your life as far as? Uh, pushing you in the right direction? Yeah, you know, um, some that were faith-oriented, but but others that were just uh, solid coaches. And yeah. The ones that I, I think I, I learned the most from were the ones that were that coached up, that were encouraging. Yeah. Um, we had a great coach between, uh, just a quick story, when, when, uh, when I, I was at Cal Lutheran, and I knew how good a baseball player I was. I mean, I alternated at third base in high school with a junior. When I got to Cal Lutheran, when was you at a were like a freshman, in, when I was a junior in high school. Oh, okay, okay. When uh, when when I was a senior, I was alternating with a junior, so I knew, you know, I mean, I, I wasn't I wasn't all league, I wasn't anything. I went sure. to Cal Lutheran, wanted to play football and baseball, and at a small school, you could do that. So when I played, went out to play, there there was uh, there was good good players, good baseball, but I got a chance to play right away. I started at shortstop for two years. Then my junior year, we got a better shortstop. So I moved to second base. So again, I had a fair, decent feeling about how good I was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yet we had a guy come in there who had uh, been at, at USC, uh, an All-American, first-round draft pick, guy by the name of Ron Stillwell. And we changed coaches my junior year. Coach Stillwell came in and took over. And after watching our team kind of going through the, the initial part of uh, preparing for the season, he took me aside and, and, and said, hey, look, do you, do you want to play beyond college? And I said, since I was about this big, yeah. you know, and, and he said, then you can do that. He says, you have the tools to do that, the skills. Uh, you certainly have the work ethic to do that. He said, you're going to be a captain next year for us. He said, so uh, you need to start uh, preparing your mind uh, that, that that's something you can achieve. I, I mean, I never no more thought I could ever do that yeah. until he talked to me that way until he encouraged me until he talked me up that's powerful because we know in athletics i mean that the mantra is hey your mind is a huge part of the game and so here he was basically preparing your mind to be able to take take it to the next level we're going to talk about three-dimensional coaching here at some point yeah and so there is a guy who at that point in my life uh, he was a three-dimensional coach he understood uh, coaching kids hearts and he understood that, uh, and I always believe this as a coach, at every level I've been fortunate enough to be at, that if you coach somebody up, they have a chance to be better than they ever thought they could be. Yeah. But if you don't, they have no chance that's to achieve a, that. That's a powerful statement. That just shows the uh, influence that a coach is going to have on a kid's life. I mean, really, it's going to change the direction of their life. Yeah, the impact of coaches is dynamic. And, yeah. you know, as we get talking further, you'll see that that's, that's why I'm in it. We've, uh, through... We we started uh, coaching in FCA camps when uh, I went to New Mexico as head coach, as you've alluded to, and um, they had an FCA 
going on in New Mexico, and I had a chance. I was asked to go to one of their camps and run the football part. And then uh, 25 years later, you know, still doing it, even though the, I'd progressed from college coaching and on into the NFL, uh, our family every year for now this next year will be 30 years has coached at an FCA camp in the summer. That's so great. Three of our four kids have asked Christ into their lives at FCA camp. Wow. Without any prodding from their father or mother. That's so, amazing. Yeah. Well, um, and that's what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about the Fellowship of Christian Athletes and uh, why Mike, uh, an NFL coach, uh, incredible uh, coaching history and records. And um, Mark, uh, you're here. You're the director of East County FCA. Yes, uh, so, I mean, why did you decide to get involved in FCA and when did that start? How long have you been involved? Yeah, so uh, I, I came on staff a little over a year and a half ago, mm -hmm. but I've been volunteering with FCA for over 10 years now. Okay. And so um, I had a, a guy, a staff member in North County, his name is Jason Mills. Uh, he was, uh, we had met up because I was a youth pastor in North County, and um, he realized that I was an athlete and I loved Jesus, and I was on campus all the time. So he said, hey, I got the perfect job for you. Would you consider coming along staff with the FCA? And it's perfect, Jesus and sports. And I'm like, yeah, I'm all for it. And then he he talked to me about that I had to raise funds for for that job, and I said that's that's not a job, that's, that's a missionary. <laughs> that's so right. I got to do a job to do the job. Yeah, I, there's no way I'm doing that. Yeah. And now, ten years later, uh, on staff, so I, I've been uh, closely connected with FCA for for over ten years. Yeah, and um, and I, and you're an athlete also. Yes, some some some, some of my students will say I'm a former athlete. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> once an athlete, always an athlete. I don't know, right? So, uh, well. So how did coaching influence you? So why did you decide this ministry as opposed to something else? I mean, there are a lot of good ministries to be involved in. Um, what was it about specifically FCA? And we're coming up on a break here, so I might have to cut you off here. Yeah. We've got we to give room for our advertisers. But Yeah, yeah bottom line, I'm an FCA, um, our, our vision statement is to see the world imp impacted for Jesus Christ through the influence of coaches and athletes. And... Uh, and I knew that when I, when God called me to follow Him, and when I left baseball behind as I was pursuing pro baseball, I knew that I wanted to to be the type of coach that made an impact for the kingdom. So uh, I walked away from a full scholarship at USD to start coaching high school baseball, and I wasn't going to do that for nothing. So uh, my intention was, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to coach for Christ. I'm going to use this influence, this passion that I have for the game to make an impact for the kingdom. That's fantastic. Okay, well, we're right up here on a break, so stay with us. We're going to be back. We're talking to Mike Shepard, uh, NFL coach, as well as Mark Salazar. He's the uh, director of FCA. Both of these guys are very heavily, heavily involved with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and they're involved for a reason, because coaching has a huge impact on the life of an individual. And so um, please stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. 
What do leading local restaurants have in common? They depend on Express Fix Coffee for new and used coffee and espresso machines, repairs, and affordable monthly service. Dave Martin and his local team provide water filtration services too. Call San Diego's best espresso repair company, serving your home and business. Learn more online at expressfixcoffee.com. Call Express Fix Coffee at 619-867-3853. 619-867-3853. How can you live in San Diego and miss out on enjoying the water? Fast Lane Kayaking sells popular Hobie Cat kayaks that you pedal, not paddle. That means your hands are left free for fishing and fun. Just throw these on your roof rack. They're light and they're easy to use and maintain. Just rinse them off. Try one free on a demo ride. For 36 years, Ron and Debbie Lane have served San Diego with fun, family-friendly water sports of all kinds. Learn more. FastLaneSailing.com. 619 619- Two 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 zero seven sixty six. When you need tires or service, count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, seven thirty to five thirty, and Saturdays seven thirty to five. Call Dan and his team at seven six zero four three nine sixteen thirty one. Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631. I will cast my cares on you. Thanks for listening today. This is Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website is join.educateforlife.org. If you want to pick up recordings of this show or previous shows, you can do that on my website. And uh, all kinds of amazing interviews on the show. Uh, just interviewed... Uh, fellow from Teen Challenge who uh, was addicted to drugs for a very long time, and that's a fantastic ministry. The ministry we're talking to today is the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and they've got coming up the East County Turkey Bowl Sunday, November 19th. It's going to be at Shadow Mountain. It's a seven-on-seven high school flag football competition, so if you are out there and you want to get involved, uh, please do so. It's to raise money to get food to those who need it, families that have uh, are less fortunate or, or come on hard times, and uh, that's what it's for. Uh, before we uh, get back into coaching, um, there is a relevant article that in the news, it's very significant, very important. This just happened a couple of weeks ago. A Washington State high school football coach who was punished for taking a knee at the 50-yard line for a post-game prayer supposedly violated the U.S. Constitution. This is according to the U.S. Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. This decision was just made. A three-judge panel ruled the Bremerton School District was justified in suspending Coach Joe Kennedy after he took a knee and prayed silently at midfield after football games. When Kennedy kneeled and prayed on the 50-yard line, this is a quote, uh, immediately after games, while in view of students and parents, he spoke as a public employee, not as a private citizen, and his speech, therefore, was constitutionally unprotected. This is what was written by the Ninth Circuit, that because he was working for a public school district for a, a uh, coaching a, a public school high school team, that his speech was no longer protected. Uh, now, this should matter to everybody listening, and uh, especially it's going to matter to the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Kennedy, who served as an assistant coach at Bremerton High School from 2008 to 2015, was ordered to refrain from bowing his head, taking a knee, or doing anything that could be perceived as preying on public school property. To be fair, it's not like Coach Kennedy was conducting a Billy Graham crusade at midfield. He would simply take a knee, bow his head, thank God for a good game, and 30 seconds later, he went about his business. An objective student observer would see an influential supervisor do something no ordinary citizen would do, perform a Christian religious act 
on secured school property while surrounded by players simply because he is a coach. That's what the judges wrote. They they um, are upset and say that he's influencing these kids uh, towards Christianity and uh, that he shouldn't be doing that while he's employed by, by the public school district. And um, this is obviously something that um, I don't agree with. And uh, real quick, I'd just like to get your views on this. Um, how has Christianity impacted sports, uh, Mike, from your perspective? You have a long history of coaching. Um, what's the integration been there as far as integrating your faith into athletics and coaching? Yeah, you know, going back over uh, all the years, uh, it's always been uh, an option. You know, it's, it's never been anything in any situation that I've been in where you were forced to do anything. Yeah. It's, uh, NFL players uh, now. Uh, will will get on the fifty yard line after games and pray together. Two yeah. teams praying together. Yeah, uh, the Christian uh, athletes that choose to do that. So, you know, I I feel like I understand. You know, I I I mean I half understand it. Yeah. But as a as a player as a coach on a team, if 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 they were going to kneel at the fifty, I'm there. So. Um, in fact, I would be the, the one to start it. And if somebody told me I couldn't do it and, and I had to think about uh, my job and whether or not I would stay employed or not, then I, that's a tough decision. to make. Yeah, it's a tough, it tough deal for that coach yeah. up there. And uh, there, there's, just, there's just a lot of way to look at things. Yes, I think you were mentioned about how it's affected me over the years and all. I've, I've always uh, benefited uh, from having a coach who was uh, faith was important in his life. And certainly that was my direction. So uh, that was key. I I know you've probably heard this a million times, but uh, uh, Reverend Billy Graham, you know, said that a coach will impact more people in one year than most of us will in a lifetime. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. Yeah, and he's, he's impacted a few people right, yeah, in his exactly. lifetime. So, you know, he would know. And, and I think, I think that, that that's what you just feel like uh, uh, when you are a coach, that you're, the kids are going to look up to you. And I know that's the argument against yeah. it as well. And, and yet, uh, uh, I, I just, it's, it's always been there. Yeah, and, and it's, it's always been positive too. I mean, uh, I think so. there's so yeah. much hope offered uh, through Christ and through uh, Christianity, uh, it's not something, you're not teaching the kids to do drugs or something, you know? It's like, why in the world would you not be able to pray? I mean, that's what gives hope to a lot of kids who are struggling or come from backgrounds where they're not, um, they need hope. They're in an an environment that's difficult, or maybe they're being influenced by peers outside of the, the athletic team that are bringing them down, and here's an opportunity to bring them up. Uh, so in your career, Mike, um, what are some of the highlights for you as a coach? What is some of the, the opportunities that for you where you were like, man, this is a memory that's really stuck with me, uh, both success in sports but also spiritually in sports? Yeah, I, I'll tell you what. One story I love to tell is, is really uh, not a great story about me, but yeah. it's, it's, uh, it was impactful, as you said. And a lot of times uh, in coaching, you can – find a way it seems to be inherent that coaches will allow their 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 language to get away from them sure sure it's an in emotional the mo- in the heat of the moment it is it's an emotional profession and and uh when you're in an environment where uh where, where that's kind of how people converse uh, whether it's in the locker room or in the staff room um 
you you can fall into it. Sure, it's, it's certainly not an excuse. It's just a reason, but but you do sometimes. And so I found myself when I was in the NFL. Um, we had we had a I was coaching in uh, Cleveland with Bill Belichick, and which is a great experience. So I've been been around some great coaches, Mike Holmgren and and, and Coach Belichick, and you know they're 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 great people to learn from, and and yet. Uh, like I say, sometimes when you're on certain staffs, they, uh, they, 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 uh, you lose your language at sure, times. Sure. And so, uh, make a long story short, the we had a player, Keenan McCardell, who was a good player for us, and uh, he he Keenan was was a backup though. We got rid of him twice, brought him back twice in <laughs> Cleveland, and and he, he was always fighting to play. But he was one of those guys where you could never get him out of the huddle. He, he he it's not your turn I'll, I'll get it you know and so <laughs> he so he, he yeah he was, he was and, yeah. and he was the smartest guy we had yeah. he was also the quickest he, he had great hands played at UNLV nice career there but he was a good player well uh, we lose our starter and we go into the next meeting and Bill says uh, Shep who are we going to who are we going to play with and I said McCardle he says McCardle <laughs> I said I said yeah so coach he's he's the next best guy he said he 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 got hit and dropped one over the middle two years ago, and I said you got a great memory, but he hasn't since. Yeah, and so he does too. And so <laughs> I said he'll play. Well, anyway, he he gets a chance to play, and I, as I told coach, he may not lose the position back, and he didn't. Went on to a great career in Jacksonville, alongside Jimmy Smith. They're a great tandem. And uh, anyway, at a nice career. So we're playing. We we moved to Baltimore from Cleveland. We're playing them the next year. Uh, we lose Keenan to Jacksonville in free agency. Ozzie Newsom came to me and said, what do we got to do? Keenan's a free agent. I said, sign him. <laughs> he said, what do you, we got all these other guys. I said, let all of them go. Just sign Keenan. Uh, you were, you, you were, know, you yeah. were committed to this guy. Uh, yeah, because this guy was him. committed to yeah. him, So, yeah. So he, we lost him to Jacksonville. Well, we're going to play him. We get, uh, we're settling in on our two-minute offense. Well, he knows all our signals. So I'm saying we got to change our signals. In order to play this, oh so, no, <laughs> yeah. So sure enough, uh, the staff is conservative that way. We don't want to screw our guys up. Now, yeah, yeah, you know. So they're going to hold back. So we decided not to do that. Well, uh, we get down there and we're playing, and we go to end the two minute offense right before the half. We get the ball. We go down. Sure enough, here's Keenan right next to the defensive coordinator, and we're calling plays, and 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 Keenan's looking to see in the signals. He's going, they're running this. Oh Boom, no, pick. <laughs> they get a pick, and now they don't score. Yeah, but going in at halftime. I'm, you know, I lose it. Yeah, what do you so, Yeah, poor, poor language choices going <laughs> in. So, so we come back out. We end up playing the game. We win at the end of the game, and it's all good, except we're coming off the field at the end. And we have a defensive line coach, Jacob Bernie, who is also a Christian guy. Yeah. And he pulls me aside, and he's, he's pissed. And he goes, hey, look. He goes, you can't have it both ways. You can't do that. He goes, everybody around here looks at you as a solid Christian guy. And he says, you can't do that anymore. Oh, wow. <laughs> Moment of accountability. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, you know what? You're right. And so uh, I, I have, uh, from that day on, yeah. I have not sworn. That's powerful. And so it is because there, there's chances. You yeah, know? yeah. And, I mean, and, there's so yeah. many, uh, so much to learn from that, too. That's an amazing story. Uh, coaching the coach and um, that in a lot of ways, that's what God is doing for us. He's holding us accountable. And how do you get better if you don't have anybody to hold you accountable, you yeah. know? Right. So that's what you need. You need a coach. Right. Okay, stay with us. We're going to be right back. My guests today are Mike Shepard, NFL coach, and Mark Salazar, director of FCA here in East County, San Diego. We'll be right back.
Hi, this is Kevin Conover. Will you please donate to Educate for Life so we can share the truth of God's word with kids in public schools? You can donate online at donate2efl.org. The Bible used to be read in public schools on a regular basis prior to the 1960s. But today, most kids are completely clueless when it comes to the content and the historical and scientific accuracy of the Bible. Please help us by donating online at donate2efl.org. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. Hi, I'm Marissa Conover, and I would love to help you buy or sell your home. I've worked as a realtor for more than 13 years, and as a San Diego native, my passion and experience will help make your move as peaceful as can be. Call me at 619-251-1577. That's 619-251-1577. Or visit conoverhomes.com. This is Throughout All Ages Ministry with Joe and Stacy. We would like to equip you to share the gospel with confidence in a biblical and effective way. We would like to teach you through the proclamation of the gospel. Whether you're the skeptic, God who created you said that he has made himself known to you so that you are without excuse. One-on-one evangelism. How do you think you can get to heaven? I've never really thought about it, but I've always thought of, you know, doing good. For more information, go to throughoutallages.com, like us on Facebook, or visit us at YouTube at Throughout All Ages. I'm giving it all away. No more Thanks for tuning in to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website's join.educateforlife.org. And uh, today I'm talking to Mike Shepard, football coach, and uh, been involved with the NFL, and also Mark Salazar, director of FCA in East County. And uh, they have an incredible ministry, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And uh, so I encourage you to get involved with them. It's fca.org is the website. There's all kinds of opportunities wherever you are. They're a national ministry, so there's all kinds of opportunities to get involved. If you're here in San Diego, you can join uh, the East County Turkey Bowl on Sunday, Sunday, November 19th at Shadow Mountain. It's a seven-on-seven high school flag football uh, tournament, and so that's a great way to get involved, make a difference, and raise money for people who uh, need food and, and these sorts of things. So when we left off last time, uh, one of the things we were talking about, how in the news just recently, a high school coach was told he is not allowed to pray on the field after games simply because he's an employee of the public school high school district. Now, of course, constitutionally, what the judges um, argued was that uh, this violates the Constitution, that you're imposing religion on a, a child. But, but of course, this is ridiculous. Just because somebody prays doesn't mean you're forcing them to become a Christian. That's absolutely crazy. I don't know how uh, these people... Uh, Make, come to these uh, decisions. It's just ridiculous. But I wanted to give you a chance, Mark, um, to respond to that as somebody who on a regular basis is involved with athletes and the faith of athletes, and you're praying frequently. Um, how, how do you view that? What's your perspective? You know, I, I think it's unfortunate of what happened. 
Um, but th- there's two sides of it. And one of the things that I do as an FCA staff person is understand what you can and cannot do mm-hmm. on campus. Yeah. And that's the big deal. I've been doing campus ministry for 16 plus years now. And so uh, I think the coach's heart was in the right place. Uh, and I think what he did was, was, was fine. But um, for him to do that, in my experience, he needs to be invited by a player. Mm. That invitation is huge. If, if he's leading it, that's what the problem is. But uh, during school hours, during school function, uh, as an adult, an employee, you cannot lead. It has to be student-led. Mm. But if the student says, hey, coach, can you come pray with us, that's, that's, a, that's a game changer. Okay. Um, for example, years ago, I was coaching uh, high school baseball at Mira Mesa. Uh, I approached the coach said, hey, I'm a youth pastor down the street. I would love to coach free of service. Uh, here's my background. Um, the only thing I ask in exchange is if you just let the players know who I am and what I do, that way there's that open door for them to approach me. And uh, I didn't say anything about, I never talked about religion or Christianity or anything to the players. They would come up to me one at a time. And uh, I remember it was really cool before the first game of the year, um, the players, they meet before the game, um, they huddle up, and one of the kids comes down in dead sprint and says, hey, coach, can you come pray for us? That's awesome. And I was like, yeah, I'd love to do that. And so every game they would come and do that on their own. We never had a conversation. And um, I remember one day that the, our other coaches were like, oh, I guess it's not going to happen today. I'm like, well, what are you talking about? Oh, you know, you can't pray with them. And I'm like, I'm fine. You know, it's no big deal. And lo and behold, player comes running down again. And so, and, and he understood too, as long as you're invited, you can do that. So I would, I would just encourage uh, coaches out there that you can uh, use your influence to coach for Christ, but it has to be done the right way. Yeah. And as an FCA staff, I'm always looking to protect the teachers and coaches and, and let them know like, hey, you can be involved, yeah. but you must be invited by on the students who are initiating that. Well, that's great for uh, coaches and teachers to know. And um, we don't want to create conflict where it's not necessary. Uh, And you are trying to support the coaches. You're trying to support the students and athletes. Um, You're not trying to impose Christianity on people, but you want to make that available to those who are looking for hope and looking for um, spiritual answers. Yeah, because with, you know, the separation of church and state, uh, the problem there is, is, they realize that the influence of a coach is powerful. Mm. So anything that we say and do, you know, it's as coach says, coach says. So mm-hmm. with that influence, that's where the problem came up is because a coach is so influential, he could potentially use that intentionally rather than, hey, a coach understanding, okay, like, hey, I, I know I have a gift here. I know that I, this is my purpose, why I want to do this, and that's great. But it also has to be initiated by the student. And once the student does that, then the coach can participate alongside, um, you know, with that balance. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so you, let's talk a little bit about 3D coaching, too. And um, so what you're doing with, you're not just reaching the athletes, you're actually reaching the coaches. Um, can you talk a little bit about that, Mike? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, three-dimensional coaching is a concept that, uh, it, it basically, if you go back to your the YMCA days for me, and you remember the body, the mind, and the spirit, that triangle that yeah. the YMCA is famous for, and if you put the coaching model into that, the body where everybody has a body, every coach coaches fundamentals. So that's the bottom, that where the body was fundamentals. The okay. second part where the mind is, is the psychology of sport. No bigger catchphrase now in sports than yeah, the psychology yeah. <laughs> of sports. So that's the second dimension. And the third dimension where the spirit is in the YMCA model, the coaching model has the heart. So coaching the heart. Well, that's kids. very that's really interesting. Yeah. So, what is, so how does FCA uh, contrast the uh, heart from the psychology of sports. 
So where, where, what's the difference? There? Two different dimensions. Yeah. How's, you know, for yeah. example, the, the psychology could be uh, coaching motivation, coaching team cohesion, coaching emotions, mm. those things. Yeah. The, coaching the heart of kids is talking about coaching their self-worth, mm. their, their value, you know, their, uh, their character, those things. So two different deals. And if you, uh, the, the guy by the name of Jeff Duke, who uh, is, is the creator really of the three-dimensional coaching course he's a professor now at university of central florida and came out with the whole concept uh, and essentially what it's meant to do is to uh, if we as coaches understand and agree that people have three dimensions that athletes have three dimensions be it uh, again for the coach of the coaches we're going to need to coach fundamentals we're going to need to coach the mind we're going to need to coach the heart of kids. If we agree that they're three-dimensional, then yeah. by definition, we're not coaching the whole athlete if we're only coaching in one dimension. Oh, wow. 75 to 85% of us just coach in the first dimension. Mm, just the body. Uh-huh. Okay. And, and the fundamentals part, exactly, in the coaching model. The second one, the psychology of sport, 15 to 20% of us coach there. Coaching the heart of kids, less than 10%. Now, explain to me the significance of that. So how does an athlete who's been coached in all three dimensions differ from one that's say been only coached in two dimensions how does that aspect of the heart um affect a, an athlete's performance and their their daily life and the so the best forth? way to, to describe it to you is if you capture a kid's heart the other two dimensions are easy to coach oh that's really powerful because they they want to you know if you, if they want to be there it's it's all about the you know you hear in in uh when you're talking about the different college phrases of things, extrinsic motivation, the outside motivation, the trophies and the winning a title and all that stuff versus the intrinsic motivation is the intrinsic is, is what wins. Yeah. And, and so therefore the, the more you can create people wanting to be there, the value, the, 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 uh, the joy that they get out mm. of playing their sport. Mm. And, you know, I'm from old school. I'm back in the day when coaches, it, it was they didn't care about your joy no, it was, <laughs> they didn't you know it was a transactional relationship yeah, where yeah. he coached because that's what he did and because he wanted to win and, and because he maybe uh, wanted to move up in coaching whatever all those things but they were they were about the transaction he was that's what his interest was yeah yours or hers yours on a different level was because you you want to be around your friends you were good at the sport you you, you like playing it and you may want to go on and play in college yeah. a scholarship or something so it was all transactional. They were almost using each other to, to be able to get what they wanted. Yeah, it was almost a self, selfish thing in a way. Right. Yeah. In three-dimensional coaching, it's a transformational That's great. So the coach, becomes, the coach becomes a servant leader versus somebody who's trying to take advantage of you. He's trying to boost you up. Yeah, I think, I think so. And trying to make you, help you become a better person, that's help a, you to realize great. all the good things that, that you have to offer and and we all do. And, and so for a coach, we try to, to get coaches to do a two-hour workshop that tells coaches, teaches coaches about the online courses that are available to take this, this as Okay, a so this is online, too. It is. Okay, so yeah. when we come back, we're going to talk about this. My guests today are Mike Shepard and Mark Salazar. They're with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. They're coaches. And uh, they're talking about the differences that coaches can make in the life of a young person and an athlete. We'll be right back.
Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. This is Throughout All Ages Ministry with Joe and Stacy. We would like to equip you to share the gospel with confidence in a biblical and effective way. We would like to teach you through the proclamation of the gospel. Whether you're the skeptic, God who created you said that he has made himself known to you so that you are without excuse. One-on-one evangelism. How do you think you can get to heaven? I've never really thought about it, but I've always thought of, you know, doing good. For more information, go to throughoutallages.com, like us on Facebook, or visit us at YouTube at Throughout All Ages. When you need tires or service, count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 7.30 to 5.30, and Saturdays, 7.30 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631. Do you have one-button espresso machines in your home or business? They make delicious coffee drinks, but they're not maintenance-free. Express Fix Coffee is San Diego's source for coffee and espresso machine repair, sales, and service. Call Dave Martin at Express Fix Coffee for new and used espresso machines, repairs, parts, and accessories. They'll save you time and money. Call Express Fix Coffee at 619-867-3853. Learn more at ExpressFixCoffee.com. There's got to be more. Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. Please check us out on YouTube. Uh, all the shows are recorded. Guys, uh, wave to the camera right there. Say hi. So if you're watching on YouTube, you can now. see us. <laughs> That's right. Mark just so realized he's being recorded. Yeah. So, so uh, it, you can check us out on YouTube. We're also podcast on iTunes if you want to pick up a recording. And we've got all kinds of shows on there about people talking about their relationship with Christ and how it's impacted their lives. Got amazing testimonies on there. I have a guy on there, uh, one of the top 50 scientists in the world, Dr. James Tor, talking about how Christ changed his life. And today he, uh, he ministers to people at the same time as he's a professor and uh, just does all kinds of amazing things. We have the testimonies of uh, Navy chaplains on there. Who uh, One of the Navy chaplains was embedded with Navy SEALs. Incredible testimony talking about uh, his experiences uh, with the Navy SEALs. And uh, just many, many more interviews, uh, people who have been impacted with Christ and uh, their lives have been changed. So my guests today are Mike Shepard and Mark Salazar. And uh, if you want to check out FCA.org, you can go to their website, FCA.org. And uh, they're all over the uh, nation. So in many high schools all across the nation, you can get involved and make a difference. I wanted to start off this segment with a verse from Paul. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Verse 24, it says, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. So, um... 
I was just wondering if you could speak to that, Mike, uh, that verse. I mean, it's pretty cool how Paul here is using the metaphor of athletics Mm -hmm. and competition as a spiritual metaphor. Um, Can you shed some light on that in your perspective? I just say, you know, the perception sometimes out there is that Christians are soft. Yeah. If you've ever been to FCA camp in the summer, we had 1,017 at FCA camp at UCLA this last summer. And if you've ever been to one of those practices in any of the sports, there's 18 to 20 sports offered every year, you know it's not soft. Yeah. <laughs> it's competitive. As that's heck. fantastic. So, you know, I, th- I think sometimes that's per- the perception. And I think that uh, the charge is from Paul is that whatever you do a- as a Christian, do it full speed. Yeah. And that's really a, that's like you were saying, the, th- the third dimension there, yeah. the heart. Mm-hmm. Um, if, a, if a kid grabs hold of the idea that he has a relationship with Christ, that Christ loves him, and that he's representing Christ, that's going to affect his attitude towards his coach and towards competing and towards his uh, competition, right? I think so. You know, I wanted to share this too from a Fellowship of Christian Athletes standpoint. There's four real ministries that FCA is involved in, the largest youth ministry in the world. Mm. And the, the first one is camps. You know, we just kind of talked about that, that FCA has always been good with camps. They're also on campuses, like Mark talked about. Yeah. You know, being able to, to uh, have kids get together, hook up for a huddle, led by themselves. And uh, it's, it's, a, you know, it's a great experience. What that, is a huddle exactly? Explain a that huddle, to A huddle is where kids will get together uh, with their leadership, with their student leadership. They'll meet once a week, usually sometimes uh, with pizza or something to eat at lunch. Uh, have a guest speaker come in and, and talk and uh, basically get a chance to fellowship together. That's cool. So it is cool. So then there's also uh, the, 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 the campus, the, the, then there's the community. The campus would be what you just talked about with uh, the, the, the huddles on campus. Okay. The community being uh, the, the surrounding community ministry that they would have, for example, with uh, programs that aren't in school, AYSO, Little League, Pop Warner, on and on. Okay, so what? So say, so explain that part again. So, so how does FCA interact with club sports that are outside of the high school? So, if, just to just to go back again, say there's camps like we said, like at UCLA every summer. There's yep, every summer every across summer. In, internationally, but, okay, but mostly nationally. Um, there's also the campus that we just talked about, and then there's the third step is the community, which you're asking about now, which is uh, where. Within uh, uh, what I work directly with is coaches ministry. That's the last C mm. in the four ministries there. And, and trying to get two coaches who are also community coaches, the, the statistics show, and this is all the research that Jeff did for three-dimensional coaching, there's 57 million now kids that are from 12th grade on down in some form of organized sports. Wow. 7 million in schools but 50 million in community sports. Oh, so the majority, so that's 43 million that are outside of schools. There's, there's 50, 57 total. Oh, 57 total. Oh, wow. 57 total. So point being is like you said, that's, that's a, that's a lot of kids and a lot of coaches that are out there. So I think our, uh, our emphasis is, is right now, we've always been great at camp ministry, even better at campus ministry. Uh, the, the the coaches ministry now is the focus of what we're doing, and that's going to reach both the camp, the kids, and the coaches as we get into the community. That's so great. So that's that's our direction now. What do we do? We we try to meet with as many uh, uh, coaches organizations as we can, and try and convince them to coach kids' hearts first. Yeah. You know, I I have a a friend who's a defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. His name is Rod Marinelli. 
And Rod got up to speak at this alumni event. We both played on a national championship team at Cal Lutheran. We got him to come in and speak. He stood up. First thing he said is, first, you coach the person. Then you coach the player. Wow, that's that's. And this is every, about most, relational coaching. Most people would coaching. think it would, be, it would be the opposite. Yeah, yeah. But that's just not the case. I don't think so. And, and uh, can you speak to that also, Mark? Oh, absolutely. Um, on, the, on the first part of reaching the community, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I'm I'm so plugged into my local little league, and I've been invited actually to do coaches a coaches clinic for my little league, and uh, which is awesome. And then and right now, uh, my son's playing in an NFL flag sixty uh, league, and there's potentially an opportunity where that might come under the FCA under the umbrella of FCA. And just so they're seeing um, the the importance of of pouring into coaches and doing like speed clinics on the side and mm. and wanting to integrate faith base and how do we do that. Um, and so there's a lot of things we're going to be doing a la carte with um, this local community league. And, and up to what you guys are saying, too, about coaching the kid first and then, then the game. Yeah. Um, I was coaching at Desert Christian Academy out in Bermuda Dunes, California. Gosh, it might have been uh, 2013. And uh, 2012, actually, I was out there. And uh, one of my players one day was in the bullpen. And he's like, uh, Coach, uh, can, can, uh, can we talk after the game? And he's getting ready to warm up, and he's just a mess. And he's got good talent, but just he was like one and four at the time and just an absolute mess. Yeah. And he's like, can we talk after the game? And I said, no. And the look on his face was like, what? What are you talking about? No. <laughs> and I said, we're to talk right now. And, and I knew that if I could get him to start talking, it would free him up to actually perform. Yeah. And so I said, what's going on? And express that parents were potentially going through divorce mm. and just couldn't. It was just bothered him. And so we, we talked through to uh, – we talked. We addressed those issues and got to a stopping point. I said, "Okay, now that we got this out of your system, we're gonna go out for a California burrito after the game. But now let's now we can work on your mechanics." And from that point on, I think he won nine games in a row. Wow, that's so and, encouraging. Uh, but yeah, these kids they have so much going on in their lives, and you got to free them up. Yeah, because if if you are emotionally distraught, just like you're saying, how are you possibly going to be able to be able to compete well uh, when your mind is somewhere totally you know totally different? Right. Absolutely. That makes so much sense. We're, we're coming up on a break here and uh, we're going to continue this discussion. I, I just think uh, it's such a powerful uh, tool coaching, like you guys are saying, and like Billy Graham said, uh, the influence is incredible. And so if you're out there and you're a coach or you're somebody who's considering coaching, uh, this is a fantastic way to really get support uh, for yourself as a coach. These guys want to come and support you. They want to pour into you so that you can be a good coach, somebody that doesn't uh, you know, isn't freaking out and swearing at their their athletes, but is actually able to be a light to these students and really lift them up and uh, pour into their lives. So stay with me. My guests today are Mark Salazar and um, and Mike Shepard of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. We're going to be right back. For 36 years, Fastlane Kayaking has helped people like you experience everything that's great about San Diego. Fastlane makes fishing and water sports fun and easy. Hobie Cat Kayaks feature a popular pedal system, not paddles, keeping your hands free as you fish. You no longer need to tow and gas up a boat to experience great San Diego fishing. Call or come in for your no-charge demo ride, 619-222-0766, fastlanesailing.com. At Dana Landing Marine, Arena across from SeaWorld, 619-222-0766. 
Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. Hi, I'm Marissa Conover, and I would love to help you buy or sell your home. I've worked as a realtor for more than 13 years, and as a San Diego native, my passion and experience will help make your move as peaceful as can be. Call me at 619-251-1577. That's 619-251-1577. Or visit conoverhomes.com. Hi, this is Kevin Conover. Will you please donate to Educate for Life so we can share the truth of God's Word with kids in public schools? You can donate online at donate2efl.org. The Bible used to be read in public schools on a regular basis prior to the 1960s. But today, most kids are completely clueless when it comes to the content and the historical and scientific accuracy of the Bible. Please help us by donating online at donate2efl.org. Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website is educateforlife.org. And uh, I am so privileged and uh, just excited to have on the show with me today, Mike Shepard and Mark Salazar. Mike Shepard has an incredible coaching history uh, and uh, testimony of just Christ working through him as a coach. Both these guys are heavily involved with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, uh, camps every year, pouring into coaches. Uh, on school campuses, just as a resource to encourage and bless students. And uh, I wanted to go all the way back, Mike. Um, maybe there's somebody listening right now on the radio who's thinking, I'm a coach, I like what I'm hearing, and maybe I should get involved with FCA. Can you share with us how you got involved and what drew you into FCA? Yeah, you know, I mentioned earlier about being in in, uh, in New Mexico. I was head coach at, at University of New Mexico for five years, and they did not have an active FCA out in California at that time. The only connection I had was the Dallas Cowboys were training at Cal Lutheran where I went to school. And uh, Tom Landry is huge in FCA. Yeah. So I had a chance to be around it from that standpoint. But then I, when we got to New Mexico, I had a chance to get involved in it and start coaching in their camps. So as I mentioned earlier, Kathy and I did that for with our family for – Next year will be 30 years of it. And wow. The only, only time we didn't go was the year our, our oldest daughter got married. We had a date conflict. But yeah. other than that, <laughs> you know, it's been pretty solid. So, so the, the, But then at the end of that time, the, the guys that were running it out here is a guy named Donnie D., who just accepted, I think, a position as CEO of the Rescue Mission. San Diego Rescue Mission. San Diego yeah. Rescue Mission, oh. yeah. So he was running FCA out here. And then uh, when he went to be a, a part of the national leadership of FCA in Kansas City. Mark Boyer took over for him. He's currently one of the 12 vice presidents of, uh, he's a regional vice president for FCA. And well, this, this organization region, is so huge. It is, yeah. yeah. And, and Mark, Mark's a, a, tight, a former tight end at, at SC and played in the NFL for several years. So, so he's got he's got a neat athletic background too. Yeah. But both those guys at one time or another kept on asking me, 
what are you going to do when you grow up? <laughs> you know? right. And so I, you know, I, I told him I probably have to go to work for FCA and it was tongue in cheek until that time came. Yeah. And then they, they both planted the seed again. And I took about a year and a half and kind of thought through things and woke up one morning and, and started thinking about it and I couldn't go to sleep at night. So I, I knew I was convicted, you know, I <laughs> go to right. bed thinking about it, wake up thinking about God it. God said, Hey man, you're not, you're not, this isn't going to yeah, get off your mind. <laughs> yeah. At that point uh, I got to Mark and uh, he was willing to allow me to come in and, and do what I think maybe is the easiest for me is to relate to coaches. Yeah. So I have a chance to work in coaches ministry and I love it. Yeah. And what a radical ministry. That's so great. And I heard, you know, you were telling me Mark a little while ago that you guys actually do um, these retreats for coaches and their their spouse. Yes. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah. So uh, in the spring here in San Diego, uh, we have a coaches retreat. So we believe in coaches. Today we're doing a 3D coaching workshop at Petco. So uh, we're actually doing a workshop at Petco in a boardroom, and then we're treating the coaches to uh, a box suite uh, to just enjoy the game and fellowship. So at we, no cost. At, we're suggesting twenty five dollars. Uh, <laughs> some coaches come up with it. Some can't. Well, we never uh, um, let finances come in the way but well 25 dollars, you can't beat that it doesn't it includes food too so <laughs> yeah. so yeah it's, it's a great it's a great deal but we just want to invest in the coaches and same thing with our retreat yeah and our it doesn't re- matter whether they're a christian or not does not be. doesn't matter if they're christian or not in okay. our retreats too uh usually we had a local hotel last year at the marriott over in del mar and it so was you're a, not putting them up in like a motel six or something no no <laughs> it, it, there's nominal fee yeah. great experiences we put in we're putting great speakers in front of them and at our at our retreats uh, we're talking about marriage just real life stuff yeah. because you know, these, you know I, I went excuse me for a yeah, minute, but ahead. i went yeah. to the one two years ago and they had uh, john and jen kitna there john's nfl quarterback and i coached him in seattle oh my God. so yeah so it was great <laughs> kathy and i went down and spent some time with both of them and they do a great job at that camp the, the that whole th- that that retreat is as good as it gets. San Diego really does it well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, it's it's funny too, is because in the same way that you were talking about how you have to coach the three dimensions, um, body, mind, heart, um, it's actually the same with coaches too. I mean, if that coach's uh, mind and heart isn't in the right place, if his if his if his family is going through struggles, he's going to have a very difficult time being a good coach. Correct. Yeah. So our our goal with those retreats is to get you know husband and wife together away because so many times a coach is going to a conference on his own yeah the wife's not included or vice versa just a spouse in general so to be able to have a retreat for for both um you know that the spouse included is huge it's refreshing for them we're speaking into their life as a couple Mm -hmm. um and then we're also that's a struggle too sometimes because i know my wrestling coach in high school that guy was gone every weekend we were in tournaments all the time and so he's driving us in his VW van, uh, you know, to these wrestling tournaments. So he's away from his wife a lot of the time. And so coaching is a sacrifice. Absolutely. And so this is a great opportunity for them to reconnect with their spouse and really just uh, nurture that relationship. Yeah. And also for the coach too, for the spouse to see that their role as a coach is a ministry. Mm. And so it it goes back and forth. So really it's a time of refreshing, um, just support, help strengthen marriages Seeing that what their spouse does as a ministry, it's just, uh, it's unbelievable. It's really good. That's great. The amazing part of that I found is, is that the, the spouse, the one who's with supporting the coach, whether it's the, the gals coaching and the husbands doing the mm-hmm. support stuff, either way, that they, they get to see and talk to other spouses. Mm. 
and and in a they're not alone. They're not alone anymore. Yeah, it's just yeah, a they, family. Yeah, Everyone it really is. The sports industry. They and, share the same issues, yeah. and, and maybe somebody's found a way to deal with that better than others. And that makes all the difference in the world. Once yeah. you realize I'm not alone, there's other people going through this. All of a sudden, you feel like okay, if they can do it, I can do it, or we can find a way to do it together, right? So we we moved 17 times. Oh man! So there's it's my like wife Kathy. The yeah, something <laughs> she can share about how to do that. That's great. Yeah. That is really cool. Well, guys, I am uh, so blessed to have you on the show, and I know that our listeners are blessed to hear this uh, program. Um, so we're we're about almost out of time here. So just last words as far as if there's somebody listening and uh, they're considering. Uh, getting involved in FCA, what would you say are their first steps and uh, or their uh, whatever it is, what would you say to them to encourage them as far as FCA is concerned? Anything? Yeah, I'd say, uh, number one, pray about it. Go to our website, fca.org, and check out the Mission of Vision. There's a, there's a video on there, too. There's about a six-minute video about what FCA really is all about. Mm-hmm. It talks about the four C's of ministry, of how we do ministry. And if at that point, um, locally, I, mean, I would love to get in contact with them locally. Um, they can check out. Um, there's potential job um, openings. Uh, they can contact the staff. So no matter where you're at in San Diego, we have San Diego staff in North County, East County, uh, all around. So you can find a staff specifically on on our webpage there. Uh, and like I said, I would love to get in contact with them as well if I can leave my contact information out there. Yeah, if so. you want to share that right on the air, you can. Yeah. So my contact info, uh, my phone number is six one nine eight three eight eight six two five. It's 619-838-8625, and my name is Mark Salazar. You can also email me at msalazar, M as in Mark, S-A-L-A-Z-A-R, at fca.org. So I uh, would love to be in contact with anyone in San Diego that wants to get plugged in. That's great. And, uh, and also, just remember, East County Turkey Bowl is Sunday, November 19th. That's going to be at Shadow Mountain out in East County. Uh, that's Pastor David Jeremiah's church. Um, and it's a seven-on-seven high school flag football. Put together a team. Uh, you can, uh, if they want to put together a team, do they need to call you, Mark? You need to get in contact with me because uh, students are registering through our FCA huddles on campus and through local youth groups. So okay, so they're not to... they're not actually registering online. They're registering through these. Yes. Okay. Okay. So make sure that jot down uh, Mark's number if you didn't get it there. You can, uh, you know, go back and listen to this again. This will be up online on my website, join.educateforlife.org or educateforlife.org. And uh, this is just a wonderful ministry. Guys, I just want to thank you so much for being on the air with me today. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks for asking. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for those of you listening, I hope you have a fantastic Saturday. Um, God uh, loves you. He wants to bless you. Jesus Christ said in John 10, 10, I've come that they might have life and have it to the full. Uh, put your hope in Jesus Christ. He, he has nothing but love for you. Okay. We'll talk to you later. We'll see you next week. Did you miss part of today's program? Don't worry, we're committed to helping you get the info you need. Okay, that was dumb. But for real, visit EducateForLife.com for podcasts and video recordings of the show and to sign up for the School of Unshakable Faith. Leave us your comments, compliments, questions, or concerns at 800-243-9719 or email KevCon at EducateForLife.com. That's K-E-V-C-O-N at EducateForLife.com. 